The Luck Stops Here podcast with Scott Bowser is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. That's right, everybody. MyBookie.ag. Use promo code LSH for a 50% deposit bonus on your deposit up to $1,000. With the football season right around the corner, you want to get in on the action like I am. And I'll tell you right now, I'll give you guys free money on this one. Hawaii, over six wins this season. Okay, I got it with MyBookie at a minus 140 I don't know. When I give this hot pick out, the odds are going to skyrocket. So you're going to want to get on this early because Hawaii, I'm telling you right now, is going to win more than six games because they're the only team in the country that's allowed to play a 13-game schedule this season. All their toughest conference games are at home, and that's a tough road trip out there. And they get to play the lowly New Mexico State Aggies twice. Those factor into me giving out my free pick of the week. That's right. I'm doing free picks now on these promos. Hawaii, over six wins in the college football season coming up. So I take that to the bank and, uh, you know, just for that tip alone, I'd like you to go over to iTunes or wherever you're listening and give me a five-star review, leave a little comment. And, uh, always, if you want to support, there's a patreon.com, uh, luck stop spot, luck stop spot. Anyway, this week we got a great guest. Uh, I'm stoked to have him on. It's going to be a fun show. Everybody, Brian cook, Brian, how you doing, buddy? Good. What's up, Bowser? Good to see you, man. Dude, I, I'm good, man. Like, I haven't gotten the Delta variant yet, so I'm feeling good about it. <laughs> I still can't believe the Delta variant isn't a fucking Robert Ludlum novel. <laughs> I tweeted that earlier. So. <laughs> I'm cheating. Yeah, wow. I'm already stealing jokes for myself. We've only been doing this for 10 seconds. Dude, I, I got to say, I kind of, I kept thinking of some sort of Animal House joke for this one where it's like the Delta, it's going to be next. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Omega variant. Oh, great. Those guys were real jerks. Those are guys that were paddling each other. <laughs> Fucking rich kid variant. Yeah, at least the Delta one. You know, at least they partied with Otis Day in the nights, dude. Like, <laughs> man of the people. Man, I was at a at a bar one time outside Seattle. Like, I think I was in Puyallup, and uh, the bartender was like uh, saying goodbye to her regulars. She's like, "Yeah, this is my last shift." And one of them was like, "Oh shit, where are you going?" She's like, "Oh, me and my husband just bought the Dexter Lake Club." That's where Otis Day and the Knights played at Animal House. Oh, dude, that's awesome! Because yeah, that was in uh, yeah. that was in Eugene, right? They shot Animal House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not far. You know, a couple hours. Well, I guess probably like four hours from uh, from Puyallup. But yeah, uh, she said it was. Not, it doesn't look like it did in the movie though. Like they did that shitty thing where they try to make they tried to make it like a nice bar in the but in the eighties. Yeah, so it, like sucks. It fucked then <laughs> and it sucks now. Like, it's not fucking dark and weird anymore. There's a couple places that, like it's kind of funny the way like Vegas architecture is if you kind of get into it and like the na- the way the neighborhoods are because there's just a ring every decade of new developments. Oh, so you, interesting! You, just, as you get further out, yeah, as you get further away from the strip, like 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 some of these places. I I went to one of the oldest neighborhoods the other day. I, I was on my way home from work and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna do this little detour." I heard uh, Steve Sharipa talking about it on the Talking Sopranos podcast, but it's called okay. the, uh, Rancho. The street's Rancho Circle, but it's like Rancho Park. That's what it's called. And it's like just like a little track, like a little loop of these houses, but they're all like 1950s, like architect. Like it's really cool. It's kind of, you know, and then as you get further out, like like the area I was I live in now, it's like I think this was built like in like the late nineties, early two thousands. So as okay. you get further out, like it's just everything gets yeah. new, like newer and yeah, Shittier. so it's like but with some of these bars, it's really funny because you can tell it's like, oh, this they built this bar out in the middle of nowhere here when nothing was there, and now it's right. a relic in that neighborhood. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Those are the good spots, man. Oh yeah, man. Uh, I a- had trouble. I had trouble when I was in Vegas uh, finding like the cool old rundown spots. I it was a few years ago the last time I was there. Uh, I've only dude, been like twice. I know plenty, dude. But I have not had good luck. I yeah, got- I wish you'd been there when I was there. I got two walking distance from me. Yeah, you got to go deeper nice. into the neighborhoods, you know? Like, uh, I did find one. I can tell you what it was because I bet you know it. Uh, I marked it on my phone for, for future reference. It's got some construction theme name. Dude, there's one. And I, I got to – I'll find it too. I got to look it up. But, uh, it was what a cr- great podcast. Two assholes. Two, two assholes looking up at bars they got drunk at and forgot what they were. <laughs> <laughs> I just sent it to a friend the other day because he was stuck there for a uh, conference, and it's it's way the fuck. I mean, not way the fuck out, but it's off. It's off everything. Oh, boomers! That place isn't around anymore, is it? Yeah, because this is that's right. not the one though. Oh shit! This is right across the street from Jose Canseco's Showtime Car Wash. The one 
that's a real place. Oh yeah, dude. And, Fuck uh, it, man. I'll just drink there. Yeah, dude. He's got video poker there. <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> like, I mean, how are you not gonna have that uh, sweet, sweet video poker act, dude? I I realize what my goal is. By the time I'm fi- I'm 42, by the time I'm 55, okay. I want to open up a liquor store out here that has like a little deli counter that I okay. serve sandwiches at. Have a couple tables. Right. Uh, get one of the William Hill uh, sports book uh, betting machines in my thing, so people can come in and do deposits. I'll have a All couple right. little tables. People can have beers, cold cuts, watch the game. I'll have a row of video poker machines. It'll just be a little like deli slash restaurant slash little market kind of spot, like a little liquor store. I stand by this plan. Yeah, and I figure that's a great way to just chill out. Because uh, I, I I worked at Seven Eleven for a while, and I actually dug the job. It just it doesn't pay well and all that. But if you own the place, it would be fucking sweet. Like, well, yeah, that's it's like bartending, I guess. Kind of, like which I've never done, but I, the only way I could tolerate it is if I owned the place and I knew that all the shit I was putting up with was because the money was going in my pocket. And also because then you can tell people to get the fuck out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I found it, though. It's the Hard Hat Lounge. Do you know that spot? I do know that spot. I work right around the block from there. That place rules, yeah. Oh, shit. Dude, the Hard Hat is awesome. Yes. That place is... That was my, uh, that was my saving grace when I was, I was there for work. Little history lesson. Uh, that was the first dive bar in Vegas. Oh, shit. Like 1958, yeah. No kidding. Because like when they were building like a lot of those like big 1960s mob run casinos and stuff, yeah. the, the construction workers were all filthy at the end of the day and they didn't want them in their fancy new casinos. <laughs> so they <laughs> fucking built them this dive bar for them no to go do shit. their own thing out, out in the middle of nowhere. Because it's just out. Separate but equal. Yeah. And it's like, it's like a punk That's rock bar now. Crazy. Yeah, dude. It's fucking. It was great, man. I had a, I, I think I drank there for six hours the, the first time I went in. I was just like, this is, this is my spot. Yeah, I went in the ass to get to if you're staying on the strip. It's yeah, fucking awesome. I work like, like a block. Like actually, it's like two blocks over and one block like south from there. So no really, shit, is that really the neighborhood close. you live in too? No, I live out in Summerlin, which is kind of like, well, I guess some say it's Rock Springs. I think if you look on the map, I, I say it's Summerlin adjacent. Summerlin's okay. like the fancy West Side neighborhood, and so I'm in, oh, okay. I'm in like the condos, like kind of as it's leading into that part. But like people say, you're in Summerlin if you're west of Rainbow, and I'm west of Rainbow. I'm like I'm a, okay. I'm at Buffalo almost, which is like a like a couple blocks over from there. So my Vegas geography is almost non-existent. Yeah, no, it's a it's a whole, like I, I've like kind of learned the turf. I've figured out that Henderson is basically the Orange County. Okay, sure. even though it's the same county. <laughs> It's okay. people in Vegas and people in Henderson. Definitely, there's a there's kind of an L.A. Orange County type standoff there. Somebody will point out that you're technically incorrect if you say you live in Vegas, but it's Henderson. Yeah, and like technically, dude, like the most of the strip isn't in city of Las Vegas. I don't know if you knew that. Oh really? Yeah, it's not until down like no, downtown's in Vegas, but okay. like the strip is either like Paradise or Winchester or Enterprise, depending on what part of the strip yards like unincorporated clark county districts oh weird yeah that's crazy so like yeah, it's, that sounds a trip that's why if you get to like like, pa- like right past the stratosphere or whatever it'll say like yep. like just past that there's that big old sign that says welcome to uh vegas because mm-hmm. technically you're now finally entering the city of las vegas once you pass the stratosphere and you're going into the downtown area oh no shit okay yeah. that's crazy but i think you would really dig the new circa Oh yeah, uh, yeah. It's like a dude. It's a, it's funny to say this, but it's a twenty-one over casino now. That's the new gimmick. Some of these like, because you know, really, you ever Were been there to a lot of like, eighteen-year-olds like bumming people out at the other ones? Yeah, like you can't. You have to like show ID just to walk into the lobby. Okay, and so I mean that's. I wish it was fucking forty plus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> dude, I I want to open up the thirty. I'll dude, I'll give thirty-five. 35 plus if you're old enough to run for president you're old enough to come to my casino (laughs) yeah there's just the the least uh likely to have a group of fucking bachelors or bachelorettes yeah i don't need a bunch of 25 year olds playing nickel slots you know i want people that would have a bankroll that are adults have credit scores mortgages well or else they're 85 and playing nickel slots i'm fine with that (laughs) yeah 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 that's fine i'm I'm, I'm glad i will gladly penny pick those pennies off that pension say that a few times fast. <laughs> yeah, absolutely i liked the um the other spot that i liked when i was there was the steakhouse in the golden nugget which is it, like they've gussied it up a little it's not it doesn't look like it's from the 50s or anything but it was it was dark which yeah I the golden nugget site dude 
That's actually the cover. Yeah, fo- those... a, a picture of the Golden Nugget, the cover photo for the Twitter page for this show. So, big Golden Nugget. Oh, nice. Big Golden Nugget fan. Uh, downtown's yeah, pretty cool, dude. It's great. Uh, but I gotta say, like, I'm living over where I live because, like, I live kind of near where all the golf courses and shit are. Oh, okay. So it's kind of a different vibe at the local casinos, but they're pretty sweet, and they offer some si- like all the local spots have a bowling alley in them with a sweet bowling alley bar. <laughs> like that's standard. Oh, great. Yeah, that's classic. Dude. That's standard. Yeah, yeah. Every fucking and it's a smoking area too in every bowling alley bar there. So sure, that's pretty absolutely. Cool. Like I love being able to go to a bowling alley lounge at a casino and burn a heater. It is fantastic. There's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing like I, it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not even a smoker, and I would still prefer that to. Uh, yeah, most things. It's really authentic. Bowling alley bars are classic. And they I usually got bowl. a couple. I'd still love to hang out in a bowling alley bar. Oh yeah, dude, it, they're great. And dude, the one by me at uh, Red Rock, they have like the shady locker room there, and I want to sit there. And, I want to stake it out one day because I, I want to. Dude, can you imagine if I witnessed some like Sopranos like situation where like Janice is hiding some russian lady's leg in a locker and two thugs take her to pull it out what the fuck else is going on in a bowling alley locker room you're not changing no no because it's what it's not like it's like those pay lockers like one of those shady ass no name fucking no questions you can just leave your whatever in there as long as you need like a bus station yeah 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 like those ones where like you know people are doing (laughs) drug deals and shit in those (laughs) oh definitely yeah, of course. That's I mean, that's what they're there for. Yeah, it's not you, know, you don't need a locker room in a bowling alley. No, but all the local spots have that. They also have the uh, um, what you call it, movie theater. Really? They all have a fucking like AMC twenty or whatever in them, dude. It's fucking oh, nice. sweet. Dude. Like, oh, okay, yeah. And there's yeah. been some time, like, dude. A few weeks ago, I was drinking at a casino with my buddy, and I look, and Raiders of the Lost Ark was playing like one night only there. I was like, oh, God, I, I should do this right now, dude. What am I doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm a little drunk. I'm going to keep drinking. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, but, like, yeah. That's no, rad. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. And then they always have, like, some sort of Asian, whether it's a sushi bar, a Chinese spot, whatever. They always yep. have an Italian restaurant of some sort. Got it. They all have okay. a steakhouse, right? Nice. They, yep. they all have a, a seafood spot. Like a oyster bar or you know crab shack kind of thing, whatever. Fuck um, yeah! And then they usually have like a diner of some sort, and then sure. and then uh, then then there's like the wild card one usually, where it's like <laughs> some someone might be have a gastro pub, another person, another one might have like a wine lounge, you know, something like okay, yeah, but something yeah. to differentiate from all. Yeah, the yeah, like, like this is what separates us from your other local spots. This is why you come here, kind right? Of right. Cause like the one gastro yeah. pub at the one by me, I like going there in Happy Hour because they have like a like a three four dollar pretzel that's like fucking like eighteen inches <laughs> wide. That's dinner. But yeah. and they bring it out on this huge rack to you, and it puts on a big show, and everyone's like, "Oh fuck, look at that pretzel! It looks awesome." <laughs> <laughs> Table side pretzels, and it's only like four bucks, dude. You look you look like a pimp, dude. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I got that pretzel money. Yeah. Look, look at me. Yeah, do you That's see amazing. that big ass pretzel? This guy <laughs> take the whole thing down. It's steaming still. Yeah, I think they bring like a fondue sauce to dip it into too. So. Oh yeah, they do. Hell yeah. yeah. A little beer in that sauce, maybe. Yeah, dude, it's pretty solid. And then love a beer cheese. Now the really good spots will also have the food court on top of that. Okay. And in the food okay. court, you'll get like a Panda Express, Rubio's, Fat Burger. Uh, right. Pizza place, you know, like, all classics. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Capriati's is a big one. I don't know if you have ever been to Capriati's, the sandwich shop. No, I'm not familiar. Uh, I guess they're mostly good? based in like Delaware. Yeah, yeah, dude, like DC area. Mm. Pretty solid, dude. Okay. Like I, it's like basically like Jersey Mike's. Sure, but yeah, I'll, like, I'll fuck with the Jersey Mike's. But I think with Capriati's, they lean more into like, hey, we'll do the pastrami, coleslaw, Russian dressing mixers, kind of stuff. Like, uh, okay, the kind of fun. Like, and they got yeah. like uh, it's, it's basically the same thing as Jersey Mike's. The more I think about it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's any coleslaw at Jersey Mike's. That that feels like they tell you to get the fuck out of their face. And you know, you know what a bar chain out here? I think you would love is is Parkway Tavern. It's a chain of bars. Yeah, they got a few of them around town. And what it is is it's huh. uh, you get a you download their app and you get your players thing there, and they'll track how many beers you ha- drink. And there's like a running scoreboard in there. And there's like a dude Jesus in there. Christ. There's a dude in there who's got who's like like I was just there a few weeks ago with my buddy Keith. And like it was like 
dude, like a guy's got like eight thousand beers on his record in this in this chain. Like, <laughs> it's something ridiculous, dude. Like it seems like when it hits a certain number, they would come around and just be like, "Hey, man, you you can't ever come back here. No, You're a fucking liability at I, this I, point." I I, sh- I shit you not. No, they don't do that. They do. They make. <laughs> they give you at each milestone. You get a street sign, and then like a highway sign, and then like an interstate oh sign, and, and then, then they, a fucking tombstone. And then when you hit like three thousand, I think they do a full on banner unveiling, and they give you a fucking ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you're like you're getting like your number is getting retired, dude. Like yeah, yeah. But you're yeah, still active. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, but, that's insane. Yeah, dude, it's pretty cool. Like they 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 go off pretty hard there. I kind of want to get a live show going there, like do some live episodes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I'd like to meet the guy who has the most beers on. Because, like, it'll show you the all time leaderboard and then the current leaderboard of people that are in the establishments at that moment. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Now, that'd be fun to try to figure out if you didn't know who they were to try to, like, pick out who the fuck. Yeah, yeah. Who's the guy? (laughs) Yeah. Who's that? You could do it within three guesses. Well, and some of them have, like, like, hilarious screen names, too. So it'll be, like, fucking. Dong lover sure. sixty nine or whatever. I mean, not that funny, sure. but like, <laughs> <laughs> but for a bar fly. For, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. So now, that, if it, when someone dies, do they take them off the all time leaderboard? Or oh, they just, you can't do that, right? I think what it's you got to do is stay there. You got to put a black band over their street signs and so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the classic yeah, Hall move. of Fame kind of thing. Yeah. You gotta, that's you gotta amazing. try. And, but no, see, that's why I want to. I need to get like a, in with the chain because what I want to do, and I was telling you before we started recording, is I want to start D. I just thought of this this week. I want to get D Gen Fest going out here. Okay. <laughs> now, seems it seems almost redundant, but go on. Okay, so D Gen Fest. Uh, you know, we both done comedy festivals and shit, and like they're fun, but are they really that fun? You got to sit through a bunch <laughs> of comedy shows. It would be fun if it wasn't for all these fucking comedians. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like, no. So here's the thing is DJ Fest allows any average Joe DJ to take part in it. There will be okay. live comedy shows. You know, they don't, I mean, there will be like live podcast recordings and stuff like that, but there'll be like activities that the DJs themselves can partake in. I'm thinking like, you make the it like a golf tournament during the day and a poker okay. tournament at night. Okay. And everybody gambles on it the whole time. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's decent. I like it. Cause I like, don't think of uh golf as being that that degenerate of a sport, but I guess if you're gambling on it, anything's degenerate. Yeah, and it's it actually golf can be super degen because it you can gamble on a lot of things in golf. Like let's say you and I were playing, it's like okay, we'll bet each, every three holes. We'll bet every nine, the, the every six holes, every nine holes, the full eighteen. We'll bet each right. individual hole. We'll we'll do a skin that with a skins game that rolls over from hole to hole if we tie or whatever. And What's it's, a skins game? It's when like uh like let's say uh, we each put in five bucks for this one, okay, uh-huh. and then neither of us win. It ties. Okay, so now it's ten bucks on the next one. We each put in five bucks for the next one. Now this next one's worth twenty. Okay. And the, uh, I see. And so, like, sometimes it'll roll over a few times where it's like, okay, this this hole's for a huge jackpot. <laughs> I see. All right. You know, nice. especially if you're yeah. playing in like a foursome. So, like, four people, they're all putting in money on it. And then you can or play like, like have some ties. Yeah. And then you can play like stroke by stroke. This, I mean, there's so many, like, you know, best ball. There's so many different, like, little variations once you get into within the game. So. You could definitely have a parlay on which uh, hole I just fucking pass out on because me and the Vegas Sun did not agree with each other. <laughs> well, like if you go to any like big, like I mean, uh, not big, any like golf country club or like public golf course club, like clubhouse area, there'll be dudes yeah. playing cards. There'll be dudes watching sports like that are gambling on sports. There'll be, you sure. know, they're. they're well, it's like a bowling alley. You're gonna have a cool bar in a, in a uh, golf club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's and golfers just fucking gamble because if you watch golf, people got disposable income. You know that's what sure. all the commercials are for. There's a bunch of people <laughs> oh, sitting around with a, like a bunch of free time betting right. that shit. You know, so. right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. did you ever get a uh, breakfast at the um, Los Feliz uh, like pitch and putt? Oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah, dude. That's great. Oh yeah, it's a great little cafe in there. I've never played on that course, but I've hung out there and eaten eggs. I played the course a lot, but yeah, dude, the cafe was a low pro little hot spot, and they had like three dollar happy hour Newcastles, I think, or something great. like that that I used to get. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Some shit like that. Shit. One of the, um, one of the, the course in Griffith park never shut down the bar during the pandemic. I don't know if they got away with it by any like weird legal loophole that they were private or some bullshit, but they apparently just never shut down, which I found out like the day before bars reopened. <laughs> You're like, Oh fuck. <laughs> yeah. I was pissed just sitting around fucking a mile and a half from there. Just, cursing the heavens for a year and a half that's like how uh last fall i found out about a uh, cockfighting ring that got busted out here and i was just like Jesus Christ. i was so pissed off i wasn't in on it Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i was like dude no this is this is up my alley okay oh here's another feature of djn fest i think you would like this part we're gonna have you the next feature. a lot of places have daycare now right it's a feature of it you know yeah so deadbeat dads okay. can come bring their kids to djn fest right <laughs> And we're going to have youth holding facilities. Okay. And at these youth holding facilities, we're going to tell them their dad went to get cigarettes. And then <laughs> <laughs> hopefully they'll be back soon. Yeah, I like it. So, Hell yeah. So yeah, that's 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 how we're handling child care at DGen Fest. Is <laughs> dad went to go get cigarettes. If you bring your kid to DGen Fest, you should be arrested on the spot. On the fucking spot. Dude, it's amazing how many people I see bring their kids. And, like, I've gone off about this at length on this show, especially when shit started reopening. I started going out more, and I'm like, who the fuck is like, has been itching up the claw to, like, take my toddlers to Vegas the second it reopens? (laughs) Fucking insane. It's so crazy. I mean, it's weird that, like, Vegas has done this weird full circle in our lifetimes of of being, like, you know, a a shitty place that just people go to gamble and drink. And then it was, like, this family-friendly... Yeah, you know, Disneyland. Disneyland bullshit 15 years ago or whatever. And now I feel like it's gone kind of back around to not being the most all the new spots, kid friendly. All the new spots are geared towards adults. Like Good. it should it's be. How it should be. Yeah. Fuck it. Go to Disneyland. Go to Lego. There's so many fucking places you can go with your kids. Like, Don't dude, drag them around Vegas. Because I've gone I've gone off about this so many times on here. And then just over the weekend, I saw a girl I went to fucking junior high with posting all kinds of family pictures from it. And it's like, yeah, they look Gross. like they're having fun, but it's just mo- they're mostly hanging out at the hotel pool all day. Because that's all you can right. do well, as a family. Fuck them. I don't care if they're having fun. I don't want your stupid, shitty kids around me. Yeah, I don't. I'm not going to go to Disney World and complain that there's children there, but I'll fucking bitch up a storm if I'm in Las yeah, Vegas. If, if I'm tripping over kids, especially, dude, when it's 2 a.m. and I'm fucking stumbling yeah. around a casino late night and there's fucking oh, kids around. God. Some shitty parents. They should be in jail. That's fucking insane. Yeah, dude. Like, what the- what the fuck, dude? The funniest is like I've seen it where like, uh, like at so, uh, one of the most hardcore local DJN spots where like I stopped by in the afternoon one day and like this guy was shooting crabs and he was trying to watch his kid, but his kids were just literally running around the casino. It's like Wednesday Jesus afternoon, Christ. like two p.m. It's like he's just a local who supposed to give the kids a ride home from school and it's just like. Sorry, oh, yeah. Yeah. I have to stop and lose five hundred dollars on the way home. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, you can stand fucking twenty feet away legally and watch me lose your college education. Kids. Yeah, see this? Jeez. Do they still have to stay like away from it, like it used to be? I mean, in some of these local spots, they don't really give a shit, they especially with like the way the restaurants and like movie theaters and like all these like family activities. Because that's the thing, the local spots do it right. Like the they have the bowling alley, the fucking movie theater, shit that families can go do together there. But right. it's like tucked away in their own wing. Okay. So it's like not, it's not like they're not in the mix, middle of the fucking sports book where I'm trying to fucking get my shit on. You right. Know? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's fine. Keep trying them, to be a fucking man over face. here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to be the childless adult I always wanted to grow into. Yeah, dude. Like these fucking people, dude. Like it. It's insane. It's it, it's. I don't know, man. But yeah, no, DGen Fest. I'm thinking, like, what other kind of events can we have? Like, I mean, competitive eating's fun, you know, especially like trying to. Oh, by the way, I oh have... yeah, I mean, you could you could theme that too with Vegas very very easily. Of like, it's you know buffet shrimp eating or for uh, fucking fondue tower. I was gonna <laughs> fondue shoot tower chug off. I was gonna shoot this as a mini like a documentary parody but i'm too lazy to do that so i'll just tell everybody about it on the podcast (laughs) imagine i just everybody can imagine that i shot and made this because it's funny close your eyes all right so it's like a guy that uh that's a competitive eater who's like the best competitive eater in the world right but he's absolutely revolted by hot dogs he he has a phobia and like a weird thing where hot dogs just make him violently ill and 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 the thing is is 
and any other thing, it wouldn't be a big deal. But all the That's money like, in competitive eating is in the hot dog yeah. contest eating contest on Fourth of July. Right, right. So like he has this weird obsession with Joey Chestnut because he hates him because he should have like he's like ah I can eat more cannolis and tacos and chicken wings and. Everything is just like, and then every time he sees right. a hot dog, he starts like get, dry heaving and gagging. Like, like he's sure, because he was molested by his uncle. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> at, at a hot dog stand. <laughs> I was making a dick joke, but sure, either way. <laughs> but yeah, like, that's the whole. Uh, that's the whole thing. Like a dark, gritty, like thirty for thirty type documentary. On a, <laughs> right on, yeah. the, on the guy who's a, the best competitive eater at everything except hot dogs, and it, it, <laughs> the it, one the one thing that matters. Yeah, it's the one thing that counts in that field. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love it. You know what I was thinking too? Yeah, somebody somebody needs best. to make a, a a darts movie, a darts comedy. The way okay. Kingpin is a great bowling comedy, right? I want to see. A, a, the darts version of it. like an, um, a group of like American bar guys like uh, that got together to challenge like it's like it's really big in the UK. They're, yes, they're, they're totally big on darts over there. So it's like they're going to challenge just basically, basically make it the plot of Beer Fest, but switch out beer with darts. Okay, yeah, they're going to challenge, the, and they're uh, still getting yeah, they're going to challenge the chance. British instead of the Germans. Right, you know, it's right, same fucking yeah. movie. <laughs> okay. Write it, man. Write that, that darts comedy that America's been waiting for. See, so this this is the stuff I'm telling the audience they can just have this stuff. This is yours. <laughs> Give them a five star review on iTunes. Just yeah, and then you can have these ideas. tips, free comedy uh, script ideas for your yeah <laughs> sh- shitty screenwriting classes. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I always thought it'd be funny to like. For like a like a sitcom writing class, like write like a blossom episode. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing if that was your spec. You're still like, just around town with your fucking blossom script. <laughs> but it's all like modern references. Yeah, I yeah. You wrote it in the eighties. Yeah. Not an idiot. Yeah, it's like, just it's just the only show you've ever Yeah, I've seen. only ever seen Blossom. But you also put in like a bunch of stuff about her feet, and everyone that reads it is like, "Oh no, 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 Jesus Christ!" I mean, I know she's an adult now, but come on, man. You know, it'd be kind of funny to do that. Like, uh, that's how you get the shit you want in in a script to be have it kept there. Is you put a bunch of weird shit, and they're like, "Hey, everything's good, except you got to get rid of this weird <laughs> right. shit." We can't cut. We got to cut this feet stuff, man. You're like, "All right, all right." The anal scene stays in. That's cool. <laughs> Great. Yeah, yeah, dude. I actually partied once at a, a Sean Green and Tess Barker's house with, at a Super Bowl yeah. party with the okay. guy that played the oldest brother on Blossom. Oh, really? Yeah. What was their connection? So he was Joey's older brother. Yeah, the Tony, the one that was the AA brother. I don't know if you're a Blossomologist like I am. I I watched a few episodes. I I know who like six is and fucking Joey, but I don't remember an uh, an oldest. Yeah, they had the oldest brother who was like a paramedic, like he's an ambulance driver, or whatever. He is an EMT. Yeah, he, that's the word I'm looking. For. Okay, were, were they orphan? <laughs> they have like dead parents. Was they had, like a dead thing? mom, and their jazz musician okay. dad raised him. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, can you imagine somebody getting that made today? It's so like good. Jazz musician dad. Yeah, he, and it was like he played piano at some local lounge. Like that was like his Jesus trying to Christ. get his big album off the ground or whatever. And of course, they live in right. a fucking mansion in like yeah, Brentwood. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all know all bar musicians live that kind of lifestyle. But <laughs> oh, definitely. But no, like that's uh, amazing. Tony was the oldest brother. No, uh, remember you know Ali Breen? You know her. Uh-huh. Comic, she was dating him, and he was her guy. Oh, gotcha. Like so, like yeah, like they came, and we were like, oh, it's a dude from Blossom, and like, and then like he was like, I had a was gambling a lot on the game, so he was just like kind of fascinated by how much action a lot of us at that party had going on the game. And so, okay, so I was like, oh, I was like, oh, and he has like long hair now and stuff, so it's like, but yeah, that was the oldest <laughs> brother from Blossom. Dude, LA's such a trip like that. I'm just like just somewhere and it's like oh yeah there's that weird guy from that thing yeah you know you're getting fucking like blackout drunk you look at what's mr belding oh yeah oh, he was always around he, <laughs> he's he always everywhere a comedy show in, in fucking hollywood for a while i think he did it in character if i remember right i used to see him at the red lion a lot 
He'd just be. Oh, getting, really? Yeah, he'd be getting like. Get, I think he was part owner of Dimples in Burbank, the karaoke spot. Oh no shit! Yeah, yeah, that's gone. I think. I think he owned a piece of that spot because every I, he was there all the time, and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> there's a. I just moved to the valley in January, and there's a, a bar up the street from me that um, I can't remember. Uh, God damn it! Who was uh, uh, Al Bundy's like one black friend? He was a coworker. Griff. The, um, Griff. Griff owns a bar up in uh, oh, dude. North Hollywood. Yeah. What part of North Hollywood? I used to live in, over there. Well, I live in Van Nuys, but his okay. bar is in North Hollywood. Um, I don't honestly know the area well. It, it's, it's called The Other Door. It was kind of a, it's like oh, I know. New yeah, Orleans yeah. themed. Yeah, they had an open mic for a while. I like uh, I like the Valley. Like, Valley has great bars everywhere, dude. Oh, dude. it's I mean, the best kept secret about Hollywood is that the, all the good bars are literally Hollywood or the Valley. Yeah. It's like where the you know shitty the best uh, fucking shitty Korea Town has a couple gems. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Golden uh, Brass Monkey. Uh, I really like and, HMS uh, Bounty. HMS Bounty right across the street. Fucking fantastic. Frank and Hanks uh, is another good one. Frank and Hanks is great. I kind of forgot about that place. That used to be my go-to before the uh, Will Turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a very good uh, low-key kind of spot right there because. It's a uh, it's kind of out of the way, but I mean it's right there at fucking like Western and Wilshire. Yeah, it's, it's it, but it's it's small and weird. It actually got bought. They didn't really gussy it up though, which is good. It got bought by the guys that owned uh, Beer Belly. Okay, it's like a Korean. Yeah, it's yeah. like craft beer and Korean food. I've been they bought before. it, but they just put in like you know a handful of craft beers and left it the same shithole that it was. Not so like how they that. did Gold Room and a Powerhouse real dirty. Dude, it fucking sucks. Or the old um, White Horse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 White Horse is another one. Um, and Smog Cutter. Smog Cutter. Uh, dude, I I heard Bar One Hundred Seven is just still empty, which is a goddamn. Shame. That's a good question. I'm not sure. He. I mean, he pulled all of his stuff out of it there. And he, he, Dwyer it. was telling me he's got another bar somewhere else. So. Yeah. Well, he owns Escondido. Yeah, that was it. I think, and he put like all that Bar yeah. One Hundred Seven stuff is up there now. I think. Well, so Escondido is on the main level, and then he took over the the floor above it and put all the old bar 107 shit up there and was going to open it. And then because of the ADA, he has to put in a hundred thousand dollar fucking elevator in order to open a second story bar because it's not grandfathered. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. It sucks. It really fucking sucks. So it's just sitting there empty. Oh man, that sucks, dude. Yeah. I've seen pictures of it too. It's gorgeous. Like, uh, you know, Dave Lyons, right? Mm-hmm. From a uh, um, yacht rock. Yeah. 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 Uh, for listeners, he's a location scout as well, and so he's used it for like location shit because it's just sitting there, man. It's a bummer. Oh, dude! Like, but Escondido's going strong. They just like uh, reopened. They kind of changed the inside a little bit. It doesn't look like a lot, but they like the entire parking lot is now a bar, and they've been they've been killing it during the pandemic. It seems like <laughs> good for that. <laughs> yeah, it's a good spot, dude. There's a place right by me. I haven't checked out yet, but it's called Mango's Beach Club. Okay, and it's like. Dude, like a shitty like like brick and mortar kind of bar with like a back right. brick wall that they painted to look like a beach scene. <laughs> like, right, I love it. Yeah, I love like, it. I, I, that looks right up my alley. Like, that's amazing. I'm still kind of getting my bearings out here because you know I moved. Everything was closed. Yeah, because uh, all the you know all the good spots don't have food, and uh, most of them don't have enough of a parking lot to bother with even trying to do outdoor seating or anything. So it's it's been like. That's one cool Slowly thing. Slowly getting out. It's like I've been in Vegas now for two years, okay? okay? One thing I fucking love is all the bars, no matter how divey, have food. Good food. Because, oh, interesting. Because they all have video poker machines and they want to keep people gambling. Makes sense, yeah. So they don't want you going anywhere else to get food because you might not come back and gamble there. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, anything to keep you in there spending fucking money. And I like, if it. you get food at a bar and you're sitting at the bar, they'll bring you the special little like wood like tabletop thing that fits over the video poker machine and you put your plate. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, dude. It's, it's like a, like a, like a, uh, like a fucking high chair. basically. Yeah. 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 Dude. It just like lock, like they fit like right over. And I'm like, I've never seen these before. I'm like, Oh yeah. I've never been to a city that's like lives off of video poker bars. <laughs> right. Yeah. That they're focused. Dude, but what's basically. great is like, I like before pandemic, I, I was kind of getting pretty cool with some of my local bartenders and some yeah. people are just degenerate gamblers and just want to fucking play video poker while they have these spots. So sure. they, they don't get they don't use their comp drinks. So the bartend local bartenders, if you're cool with them, they'll fucking just give you 
So it's like like the one place across nice. me, I rarely both these spots, but I mean the walking distance spots for me. I rarely have a tab over fifteen dollars at the end of the night. That's great. That's fucking great. Yeah, like because the I one spot it. too. If you go during happy hour, two dollar uh two dollar Miller Lights, right? And it's the cans. Okay. So Amazing. if they don't know you, they'll give you the sixteen ounce cans, which is great, dude. A fucking two dollar can can't beat That's it. Insane. Dude. It's like yeah. three dollars. I think it's normally three bucks too during non happy hour prices. So oh, like, Jesus Christ! It's like yeah, fuck yeah. But if they know you and they like you, they'll give you the thirty-two ounce cans for that price. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, dude. that's insane. That's I mean, you're, you're paying eight bucks for a sixteen ounce in L.A. now for a fucking PBR. yeah. Because and the ones the other spot by me too is like the thirty-two ounce draft Miller lights are like three bucks there. Jesus Christ! <laughs> so crazy. Yeah, they don't, they don't care. All the money's coming out of the machines. Yeah, yeah. They could give a flying fuck about how much a drink costs. Especially, like, cheap domestic beers like that. They're just pumping through them. Right. They don't care. Dude, I couldn't believe it, though. After being closed for a year and a half, so the first bar I set foot in, June 15th, uh, as soon as, you know, everything opened up in L.A., uh, I, I headed straight for the Frolic Room, like a good American. Oh, yeah. Very good spot. Uh, still doing $3 Budweiser's all the time. Fuck yeah, dude. I would, you know, I would always get the Budweisers there, or I'd get gin and tonics because they're fucking well drink drinks, but they would fucking be heavy like on them. Six bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They're like, yeah, five, six yeah. bucks or whatever, dude. And they would fucking hook it up. Like that is the best goddamn bar in LA. I had a buddy in town one time who doesn't know the city very well. He lives in Chicago. Met up there, got a bunch of drinks. We got plastered, and at the end of the night, I'm like, let me get the tab, man. Don't worry about it. And he's like, oh, dude, we fought, we drank so fucking much, and I slid it over to him. I think it was thirty five dollars. Yeah, yeah, we were yeah. I'm like, it's cool, man. Let me, yeah. let me help you out. I did. No, I, I got I, those seventeen bucks. That's the thing is, I've done, I've done that to friends here now, where it's like, oh yeah, I got this, and they're like, oh yeah, I'm like dude. He's like, there's one spot, uh, yeah. one of the casinos by me. You can get a bucket of bucket of beer. You pick them, mix and match six beers. For fifteen okay. for fifteen bucks. <laughs> amazing. <That's laughs> amazing. Like I mean, you're not beating that price, dude. That what does that average out to? No. Fucking two dollars and fifty cents like, a beer or whatever? That's like drinking at home, basically. Yeah, dude. It really is. Like, dude. I don't know how the frolic does it. They must either own the building or they've got like a I, I heard about an insane I, rate. Uh somebody told me about this. I guess it's owned by some big money producer. Really, and he just wants to keep it OG and like, uh, like he doesn't really care about turning a profit on it. He just wants to keep it as like an OG Hollywood bar. Fucking God bless him, man. That place <laughs> is unbelievable. I don't it's right on Hollywood and Vine. It makes no sense. They're probably using it for money laundering. I hope they are. You know, God bless them for it. <laughs> Whatever fucking keeps it open, dude. I love that place. There's That's a- such a great little little like uh, that in the the uh, Burgundy room. Oh yeah. To, um, uh, Bordner's is another one. Bordner's is really cool. Dude, they, favorites. Bordner's like that back room. They turn it into like an SMN dungeon and stuff, like on some nights. Oh, this, that's the that's the side. That's the yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, that's right. yeah. I went to yeah. a comedy show in that back room. There, that's a pretty cool room. Back, back room. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's kind of like semi open air. Like it has a roof, but it's not. Yeah, I forget enclosed. what you call that, dude. Like, uh, it's almost a like pergola. <laughs> is it a per? Is it a is it a veranda? Let's go I, I was veranda. I was gonna say veranda. I, but... Yeah, I think it's a veranda. Yeah, classic veranda. It's a very, I've, I've seen some shit going on back there, but I've never really like hung out and watched. Such a veranda, <laughs> total veranda move, dude. <laughs> I got asked to judge a like a cheeseburger competition there one time. Really, I didn't do it. No, I passed it off to some other shithead. <laughs> didn't sound. There was no money involved. I was like, oh, I'm not. No, see, I that's something I'd probably do. I do that for free just for the story, like. But see, I don't think it would have even been that good of a story. I'm also hosting a it degenerate like theme podcast, so maybe I should, you know, I need to do more weird stuff like that. Um, I'm like, I'm teaming up with uh, Alan Strickland Williams and Fritz with their fake money show to buy some NFT. Oh, what's that? Uh, it's a cryptocurrency show they're doing. And uh, Really? And so we're going to team up with me. Well, I don't know if James is in yet, but me and Alan are in. We're going to we're gonna buy a, a NFT digital horse. To, okay. And uh, you can race them like real horses, like Jesus NFT horse. It's like, and like I, I think NFT. I was like, because I also kept thinking NFTs are stupid. I don't get it. 
And I'm like, oh, you can buy these things and, and race them and gamble on them? Oh, I'm in on that. Like, I just need it like, <laughs> like, art's stupid. Gambling's cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you'll never convince me that, that buying a fucking GIF was a good investment. And people literally were doing that. Or, yeah. You know, some YouTube video. Of to Charlie me, this is basically finger. like uh, like a big uh, video game. And I'm just buying a piece of the video game to, to raise yeah, I mean, my that, horse. That makes sense to me. But then, so... How the fuck does it work? Is it literally just a game of chance at that point that 10 people own these horses and it's a roll of the dice? Kind of. But like the blockchain technology kind of creates like DNA patterns in the horses where some of them are better in longer races. Some are better in shorter races, better sprinters. Oh, interesting. You know, like there's like, you know, like, hey, this guy, I keep losing with him at at 1200 meters, but 1600 meters he wins because he can pull late or whatever. Huh. Like you go to Zed dot run, dude, and they they're just running these okay. races all day, like twenty four hours. It's an Australian site, and so they're just running oh, these things nonstop, and they're hilarious. Me and Alan were watching them last week. They're hilarious, dude. Like so, you, so there's like some animated element to this somehow. Yeah, 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 dude. It's like it's like Tron horses. <laughs> okay, it's, all right. It's pretty it cool. Like, I hope they started this in time for it to like crush during the pandemic because it. When there was like nothing. Yeah, yeah, on. yeah. Because yeah, there's no, yeah. That's when it started blowing up. Because like, dude, when it first came out like two, three years ago, the horses are only like thirty bucks, and there's still horses in that price range now. Yeah, but like, um, dude, like one sold sold for like three hundred fifty thousand. What the Cause, fuck? Because it's like the special. Dude, so insane. Well, and the thing is, what you got to remember with like blockchain and stuff, sometimes yeah. people will like, like with the NBA top shots. I found out. Like a LeBron top shot where the sequence number has like 69,420 in it becomes worth okay. way more than any of the other ones because people want that one. <laughs> Which just because they're idiots. Yeah, because yeah, people are very, very dumb. But like shit like that will give them value just having the right serial number and stuff. Now, with these horses, is there a chance that you get to like it gets shot on the racetrack with a broken leg? No. Um, yeah, see, it's oh. humane horse racing. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> and do they live forever? Not to rehash last week's episode too much, but we think the natural progression is then, you, then digital cockfighting and then digital yeah. fucking deer hunter Russian roulette. Dude, <laughs> like, dude absolutely. <laughs> fucking digital, uh, the, the most dangerous game. You can just like, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. dude. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. We're going to hunt a man. Dude, you know my favorite version of that story is yeah, the ice tea version. The oh, surviving absolutely. the game, dude, with like yeah. I think F. Marie Abraham and uh, yeah. Charles S. Dutton. <laughs> yep. Yep. That movie uh, is amazing. fucking strong. Not on fucking quads. Yeah. If you haven't <laughs> seen great. Surviving the Game, where Ice T plays like a homeless dude who throws himself in front <laughs> of a bus because he just wants to end it all. And Charles so S. Dutton up. grabs him. He's like, dude, life's worth living for, man. Come with me and my friends to this weird mountain retreat. And then they're like, "Hey, bro, you got 24 hours. We're gonna, and then we're gonna start hunting you. Better get at it." <laughs> it's so fucked up. Oh man, it's such a great movie. Oh, dude, it's so good. They could just keep remaking that, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, they have a million fucking times. Yeah, no, Brewster's Millions, another one. You know, you know, they've done like yeah. seven versions of Brewster's Millions. Huh. What were I'm trying to think? What other? Yeah, they were done like back in the 30s and 40s, and they. Oh, gotcha. So like we don't we're not familiar with them, but like that's an old old premise, and it's like sure. they should definitely redo a Brewster's Million. <laughs> dude, that's a great reboot to do now. Like <laughs> I would absolutely because you can make the money and the the spending even dumber. And it's like oh, yeah. you know NFTs and stuff like that, and it's like they buy one because they're thinking, right. oh, this is the dumbest thing on the planet, <laughs> and then it fucking skyrockets in value, like. Yeah, it definitely wasn't like, you know, it's. I'm, I haven't seen it since I was a kid. Uh, I'm sure it's funny. It's fucking. I own it. Prior, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I have it on. I TV. mean, I watched it a bunch. It was one of those that like I would keep re-renting as a kid because I thought it was so funny. I don't remember it very well, but it's definitely not like you could do such a crazier version of that movie. Oh It'd yeah, be so much more fun. I kind of sold a script to Comedy Central that wasn't far off from it. It was. Uh, it was like basically Brewster's Millions meets the Beverly Hillbillies, but it starred Kyle Kinane. Okay. That's pretty solid. It never got fucking made because uh, yeah. it was way too funny. That network <laughs> sucks shit. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, they suck. yeah, it was kind of, it's just, it was actually Kinane and Sean Patton starring in it. And they, oh, it was just them winning half a billion dollars in the lottery, but they were just like degenerate shitheads from Ohio that just went crazy with their cash. 
Dude, that sounds like a great show, dude. Both those guys are hilarious. Uh, great. Would have been great. Uh, another uh so that's one of the crossover thing uh, but another degen crossover thing i'm gonna do is uh i was just on i'll plug this for my listeners but i was just on real life sci-fi uh with wade randolph and willie roberts i don't know you know that show their show i know willie but i don't know the uh oh no i know both of those dudes yeah 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 where they do yes. the uh like conspiracy though. theory podcast or whatever well, totally yeah i do a deep dive on uh cia operation mockingbird with them on this new one and uh Okay. I, I accuse Carl Bernstein of being a CIA asset. So, okay, definitely. This now, is like, I'm not familiar with uh, Operation Mockingbird. This is like the CIA project to manipulate the media back in the day. Okay, and people are like, "Well, was it real?" It's like it's obvious it was real because the media's done nothing but repeat CIA talking points for 70 years now. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like when you like now, it's like they don't even hide it because like before the CIA would tell like Walter Cronkite what to say, kind of thing. Okay. But nowadays, it's like, dude, they just like, like if you whatever cable news channel you turn on, anytime there's a war or possible evasion, they'll have like CIA director of you know deputy foreign affairs or whatever, just flat out saying it right there, like not even hiding the fact that they're a fucking eight, you know, like <laughs> shit, yeah, yeah. Because the CIA That's... used to be cool, like wife swapping, like badass, <laughs> sure. fucking like skull and bones dudes that fucking jerked off. <laughs> Right. Coffins in front of each other. Now it's just like a bunch of like community college nerds sitting around fucking <laughs> crunching numbers in a cubicle somewhere, dude. Like they lost their edge, is what I'm saying. <laughs> they used to be cool, man. <laughs> yeah, they used to be pretty cool. They used to fucking hang out with the mafia. <laughs> <laughs> they were man. I just watched this. Uh, it wasn't CIA. It was U.S. Marshals. But I just watched a fucking great movie and it was like five or six years old i'd never heard of it where uh brian cranston played a, a u.s marshal but it's like a true story of him uh basically entrapping uh pablo escobar oh, and a bunch shit. of his cronies and, and also taking down like these big international banks that were um, uh you know, laundering money for the cartels and completely aware that that's what they were doing and it was all based on the memoir of the actual guy uh, and of course, I can't fucking think of the name of it. Why would I be able to? <laughs> Let me look it up real quick. It was legitimately fucking great. It was him and John Leguizamo. Like, well, awesome cast. Yeah, dude. Uh, I was amazed that I had never heard of it. And it's on like... Yeah, it's funny. I, I kept thinking during pandemic, oh, man, I'm going to rediscover a bunch of shit. All I did was rewatch Sopranos and The Wire over and over and over again. <laughs> That's all I did, dude. Got nothing out of it. I get of. it. I mean, I, I rewatched like every movie that i gave a shit about or like thought i might still give a shit about it's called the infiltrator and it's very fucking good uh i rediscovered like deep cut john carpenter which was fun like oh okay like i always like like i was watching like the fog and like stuff like that like yeah yeah i kind of missed all that i was never a big horror guy i remember when the thing came out and oddly watching you know remember when like um they might have been on Nickelodeon at the time. There were all these like full half hours of behind the scenes about how any hit movie got made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just be like an entire episode of television. Just, but I never saw any of the fucking movies. <laughs> but I watched the behind the scenes of the thing probably ten times. I was so fascinated. See, with by Carpenter, it. I've never actually seen the thing. I was really more into his like more like like I like uh, Escape from L.A., Escape from New York, and uh, like big. Oh, I never got into those. Big Trouble in Little China, like all his Kurt Russell, yeah. like like those Kurt, are all the Kurt Russell shit. Yeah, I think Kurt, Kurt Russell, Russell went to the same fucking college as me in Maine. Really? That's yeah, badass. He's the University of Maine guy, isn't that weird? Stephen King and and fucking Kurt Russell. Wow, that's pretty cool. Actually, I don't even know if Stephen King went there. He just gave him a fucking shitload of money because he lived in the because he in the, uh Town he, he wrote Cu town he, he blacked out and wrote Cujo fucking a town over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just an alcoholic fucking binge. <laughs> Dude, uh what was the um No, no, um but yeah, it's like so like it's funny cuz so the CIA uh the Operation Mockingbird stuff came out in like the late 70s basically. Okay. Cuz uh there was the church commission or church committee which okay. was like a after Watergate, they're like, hey, these guys were like CIA guys that did Watergate. And they also killed Kennedy, but, you know, they didn't really dig into that too much. <laughs> but so they, they they started the church committee to look into all the like the CIA activities the last like 15, 20 years. And they uncovered all this Operation Mockingbird shit. And then Carl Bernstein wrote this big piece for the Rolling Stone for Rolling Stone about it, like in like, 1977, 78, something like that. 
And so I that's why I think Bernstein's a fucking CIA fucking asset. Because why it's like, why is this guy comically always just in the right place at the right time or the right info <laughs> just randomly right. drops in his lap unless sure, they're feeding them feeding the narrative. Ass yeah, exactly, yeah. dude. Like <laughs> Unless they're feeding this narrative to this guy, so that's what they they know he'll play ball and say what you know they want to say. Unlike a guy like yeah. Gary Webb, who uncovers Iran Contra fucking crack dealing in South Central Los Angeles, and next thing you know, he fucking commits suicide with two gunshots to the head. <laughs> sure, yeah. yeah, classic suicide. The, you know, I mean, you know that that's the best suicide: two to the head. <laughs> yeah, well, you want to be safe. <laughs> yeah, you don't know if you're, you're gonna get. <laughs> it's so fun, dude. You know what I've been rewatching though is uh, Oz. Lately, like the last time. Oh, Oz was great. I should watch it from the beginning because I just watched like intermittent episodes dude, when it was on. Dude, it's it is great because I, I didn't realize fucking... dude, the first like three seasons are all like six episodes each. So you will. Fuck. Oh, okay. I just would throw them on as I'm going to sleep at night because I've seen it before. But dude, it's it's <laughs> sure it's so they're, they're so funny. I forget how outlandish Christopher Maloney is the best. Oh, dude, dude, ever in anything, man. It's really a character actor clinic on that show. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It, like, uh, uh, fucking J.K. Simmons. He's yeah. The best. Dean Winters. Uh, Dean fucking Winters. Dude, uh, Lee Turgeson. Another good one. Dude, I mean, he was in Wayne's World. Oh, Lee Turgeson. I can't picture who that is. Dude, he played one of. Uh, he played Beecher on Oz. Like the guy. Like he's supposed to be like the average normal like guy who was a lawyer on the outside. The DUI car crash oh. killed a little girl. Gets into Oz. Okay. I mean, immediately gets a swastika burn on his butt and raped. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That, I remember that scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, but, but like yeah. that guy, like uh, he was, dude. He played one of uh, Wayne and Garth's buddies, and Wayne. He was one of the guys that rocks out with him in the car. Like that was like one oh, of the. Oh sure, yeah, the the other fucking long haired guy. Yeah, guy. yeah, production yeah, assistant yeah. or whatever. Yeah, he, totally. Okay. And then like half, That's like bad. pretty much like dude, most of the wire cast appeared on Oz at one point or another. Well, that was that period of like every HBO show. It was just like crossover fucking. It's it's almost like they had all those people under contract, like in the fucking. 50s, well, you know that, and it makes sense though that these casting people like are going to the best New York theater actors for these East Coast shows. Yeah, yeah, totally. And so That's it's true. The Sopranos would have a lot of the same people. Yeah, it's because like how uh, many great actors are in the New York area that right fit these fucking kind of roles and so they're all going to yep. end up appearing in the same shit over and over again at a certain point they still kind of do it man like justin thoreau and and um there's more that they they kind of reuse over and over again but they're fucking great yeah yeah they're good. like lance reddick lance reddick's fucking great dude that's why you use him in oz and then you use him in the wire like he's, yeah he's so good like uh no but like i oz- just it's so funny on Oz, though, because it's like, dude, I was watching this season where they have, like, the boxing tournament where each at each group gets their own boxer. So it's like the gays, the Muslims, the Aryans, the okay. Irish, they each get their own fighter at a tournament. And it's like, this is so, like, no prison's doing this, dude. Like, <laughs> this is not happening. No fucking way. Like, Just what, what's going to touch off a powder keg more than something that's already based in violence? Yeah, dude. Like, like there's, there's so much shit like that where you're always like, oh, God. Like, dude, I mean, there's they, they, in the last season, they flat out do a musical episode. They did? <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I got to watch Awesome at the beginning. That's oh, insane. Dude, it's, it's so funny. Cause like, and like season four is like 20 episodes for some reason. They did like a triple season. <laughs> Like, it's like a season of green acres yeah. that's like like that's the, dude like the honeymooners is considered like the most classic sitcom of all time there's only like 38 episodes or something like that of it oh really yeah that's like, weird because that was back when they did crazy long seasons was it only like like on a, for it, two seasons like two seasons of, yeah 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 like like this first season of green acres is literally i think 32 episodes <laughs> dude, that's ridiculous i have it on dvd it's it's like four dips it's insane Oh, like Double sided and shit. <laughs> yeah. Have you watched? Uh, I just finished the whole series and it's the most watchable thing. There's also half hour episodes. Uh, it's on Hulu, a show called Mr. In Between. No. Dude, it is insane. It's so fucking good. It's just about this guy who's a, it's Australian production and this dude who's a hitman. Um, he's kind of like, he'll kind of just do anything for money, but basically a hitman. Uh, but he's like also a single dad, but it's not like zany. It's not like the fucking pacifier or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a really fucking gritty, fucked up, crazy show. But he's also Mr. Like in between. Nine year old daughter. 
Mr. In Between. It never really caught on over here. It was a, FX uh, put it out, but it's all on Hulu. It's mm-hmm. only three seasons. It just ended last week. The final episode's fucking phenomenal. So there's only like uh, 26 episodes, I think, of the entire thing. It's super short. Okay, yeah. You'll crush I'll, it in like two days. I'll definitely. It, so it's like one dude, he made him. So first of all, he made a movie of this character in 2005, this like no budget Australian thing. He starred in it, wrote it, directed it, uh, edited the fucking thing himself. And the movie's pretty decent. It's like a fake documentary style about this hitman. Then 15 fucking years later, FX picks it up to series. And the guy has zero credits in between. He was driving a cab for over a decade between this indie film and FX turning into a fucking He's like a cool version of Ricky Gervais. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a he's a version of Ricky Gervais that would beat the fuck out of you. He's just this like scrappy, skinny, weird Australian guy. Oh, dude, that sounds right up my alley. An actor, you will fucking love this. I show. started super violent, kind of funny. I started right? getting into weird Australian movies like like fifteen years ago or so. Do you ever see Welcome to Whoop Whoop? No, it's with Jonathan Shake. You remember him? He was in a no. Uh, can't he played the lead guitar player in a that thing you do tom hanks oh okay i guess i would recognize him but i just uh, remember uh the one okay so he plays like a he's like a jewel thief or whatever and he hops on a plane to fucking escape the cops and it's on its way to australia or whatever so okay. he, he ends up in australia and he ends up in this weird town out in the middle of nowhere where they like hunt kangaroos to turn into dog food okay and then it's okay. like and it's like ran by this local like warlord type guy who's like a cult leader and so they all make this dog food for the dude. And like and their only form of like outside entertainment they have is they have like the entire Rogers and Hammerstein film collection of all their musicals. <laughs> and, right. And so like, like it's it, dude, it's really fucking funny. Like like the constantly singing songs from like South Pacific and stuff. Like it sounds insane. Welcome to Whoop Whoop. Yeah, yeah. It's really it's right. really fucking weird. And it's like they're all like inbred, so they like, they basically like they're trying to like kidnap people to bring them in so they keep their civilization going without fucking dumbing down their fucking bloodlines. <laughs> all right, like, dude, all right. Like, I gotta look this up, dude. Australia makes some wild shit. Like, go figure, a former fucking prison colony. Yeah, dude, just floating out there in the middle. Australia is like Russia meets Florida. <laughs> Go figure, they're making just wild shit it's down cra- there. Yeah, dude, and this is like I think this movie was made in like '98 too, or something like that. Like it's it's, huh. like, it's like older, but dude, it's really funny and weird. And like I like I think about that one a lot for some reason. Like it's just like Fuck yeah, it's just so bizarre. Uh, what's the other thing? I mean, the original Mad Max and, and oh yeah, uh, dude. Animal Kingdom is amazing and super fucked up. What was the other one I was thinking about? Uh, oh fuck. Um, yeah, Austra- dude. Hey, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, yeah, no, they they just make fucking weird. Dude, well, no, there's something else I watched. Oh, like, oh no, Robert Downey Senior just passed away, and like, yeah, like some of those like that. Welcome Boop kind of reminds me of his like Greaser's Palace and some of his weirder movies where it's like these people living off in their own world and like an outsider yeah. comes into it and it's just like what the fuck is going on here everybody acts like it's like the most normal situation like that's nuts and i is i think you can just like kill as many kangaroos as you want i think people don't realize that they're like a nuisance they're like fucking rats in australia dude they're huge they're and, huge and they'll just fuck up all your crops if you're a farmer and shit they, like and that. And they uh it's like deer on the east coast here where like there's exactly. so many yeah. car accidents related. Yes. Like if you look at like Australian cars, they all have that weird bumper because it's like a, it's like <laughs> yeah, a yeah, yeah. it's like a roo rammer or whatever they call it. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's a, it's actually a very very pivotal moment in season 3 of Mystery in Between is a car wreck involving a kangaroo. See, and yeah. I think they just literally went out and hit a kangaroo with their car for the scene it's way too fucking realistic <laughs> <laughs> those things are trash there's yeah. no way they spent the money to fake it it's not a fucking cgi it's not a puppet they hit a kangaroo with a car and they're like <laughs> fuck this thing get it out of my face <laughs> it's great oh man uh i endorse that you know this is not a PETA sponsor <laughs> show it's never gonna be no, no. It's nope <laughs> <laughs> I know a guy, I wish I could remember his name because he told this whole story on a podcast, some storytelling. I think it was on Risk. Um, 
God damn it. I wish I could think of his name. He went there. He's an American dude, but he wound up for some reason living in Australia and his, the job that he got like for cash. Cause he didn't have a green card or whatever was just killing kangaroos on a giant ranch. <laughs> he would just drive around all day with this old Aussie guy. And they would, but it was like, they'd be out in the fucking bush, like not going back in for dinner. So it'd just be like, well, that one we're going to eat and throw the rest of it out in the fucking woods. And then they would just go back out and just fucking murder kangaroos all day. That's insane, dude. <laughs> it's so dark. And if it was like a pregnant one, they would have to cut the baby out and fucking kill it on a rock. Like, I'm not making any of this oh stuff. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, it was really fucked up, man. Oh. It's an insane story. I think he lasted like 24 hours or shit like that. I'm totally cool with deer hunters because there is like a crazy deer yeah. population that cause a lot oh, of Oh, yeah. Accidents. I mean, it's all regulated. Absolutely. I'm from Maine. Like, everybody I grew up around fucking hunted you you have to keep the population down it's yeah or like in florida totally even fine. with like the gators and now the invasive pythons have you seen that dude? oh dude the python shit is intense i saw yeah. a dude like dude they just caught like a 23 footer fuck that dude. <laughs> fuck snakes fucking wipe every snake off the planet i have i'm not an ecologist too i anything that i'm a little bit freaked out by i'm like wipe it out sharks why the fuck do we have sharks dude uh no, the what's funny is they had like all these like snake hunting contests down there to try and get rid of these yeah. invasive pythons, and no yeah, one was really doing much damage. Out there, you, dude, they brought in like thirty dudes and ladies from India that just like really that are like professional king cobra hunters, and they racked really? up like two thousand like right away. <laughs> like, oh no shit, yeah, they're, they're just like badass snake hunters. Like, they just have the gift, like. But like, uh, what they've been doing now is they catch and release them, and they t- like they catch and release the uh, the females during mating season, and they tag them, and then because they go to a place where a bunch of males are, and then they wipe a bunch of them oh, out in one spot. Oh, I see. That's fucking diabolical, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, send this bitch and heat out there, and uh, wait for the fucking. <laughs> Wait for all those sloppy dongs to come Scumbags. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what's up? That's my of a snake. Do you want to fuck, dude? That's insane. Oh, God. I hate that shit. I hate nature. Fucking keep it away from me. Oh, man. You know, Vegas wildlife is pretty interesting. You get, uh, like, do you get, like, residential mountain lions? We just had one in my neighborhood going, oh, going for a little while. And I was always like, ah, oh, fuck, dude. I don't want to, you know, like, I don't think it was going to come into my condo complex. But, dude, like, sometimes, <laughs> like, Walking down to my liquor store or the gas station late night because, dude, my gas station sells whiskey. So it's like walking down sure. there late night. It's like, oh shit, dude! Like, yeah. Oh man, like, I don't want to fucking mountain the Suburbs, yeah. But, you saw that that dude? Uh, I don't know. This was only like three months ago, maybe. It's, it was like a guy's ring cam. He walks out of the house and a fucking cougar just attacks his wife, and he had to like pull it off. It was a you know oh. probably this big. He had to like pull it off every fucking throws it across the lawn and it just comes right back at him they have to like dive into the car and shit oh my it's God, crazy dude i, oh, yeah. I gotta check I mean, that it out probably couldn't have killed it could have killed a grown grown person it was it was fucking hairy man but there's uh there's lizards everywhere out here <laughs> see lizards i don't mind a lizard if it's like yeah they're like it's small. like you know a little yeah uh, some about legs makes me okay with with a li- like snakes can all fuck off even the non poisonous yeah, ones they creep me to fuck jack out. rabbits everywhere too oh okay jack rabbits all over out here yeah. they'll breed like a motherfucker yeah I'm sure yeah dude it's like like sometimes like i went to my friend's backyard one time and i see this thing darting across I was like what the fuck was that he's like oh it's just a rabbit and i was like oh shit like um scorpions are here too but they're not native they're fuck native that. to the arizona region and okay. What it is, I guess, is people that get uh, like palm trees that they import from over there. Yeah, they fucking have scorpions Something in them. them, and so, so if you live near palm trees, there's fucking probably gonna be scorpions around. Jesus Christ! But uh, uh, I live by pine. There's all it's all pine trees where I live, so I think I'm good. You're good. You just got squirrels. Yeah, yeah. No, there are. <laughs> <laughs> of course, yeah. You yeah, got pine you, trees, you got squirrels, man. Yeah, that's, absolutely. That's nature. Uh, you know, possums actually are only native originally to like the Maryland, like mid Atlantic area. Oh, really? And, and then in like the early mid 1800s, someone got the bright idea that people were going to want to hunt possums as small game across the country. Oh, okay. Okay. And then they just kind of released. They just introduced them. And, yeah. I don't like a possum. They creep me out too. Yeah. They, well, they're marsupials like uh, kangaroos. So. Yeah fucked up we shouldn't have marsupials in america there's no fucking way that's natural yeah yeah that's they should be down under the where the 
Bart Simpson gets kicked with the boot land. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Which, that's one of the best Simpsons episodes. See, Australia bringing a lot of culture to the table, but dude, keep that yeah. shit on that island, man. I don't need that. <laughs> dude. Absolutely. I don't, I don't need there that. for a fucking reason. Yeah, I don't need a koala. Dude, because like, I think koala bears, as cute as they are, downright terrifying. They also have syphilis. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Imagine one of those yeah. latching onto your face and fucking your mouth and giving you syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> I was on a Zoom call with a dude in Australia uh, a couple of months ago, and at one point he was just like, "Hey guys, I'm sorry, one second. and it disappears off camera. And you just hear this fucking. He comes back on and holds up. I don't know if it was a tarantula, but a fucking spider this goddamn big that Fuck just killed that, his shoe dude. just in his house. Just he's like, "Yeah, I do uh, three or four of these a day." See, you know what I haven't seen here in the wild yet that are everywhere in the hills, bighorn yeah. rams. Oh shit, that's dope. Yeah, and I guess if you go down like by Lake Mead, you can see him yeah. run down from the hills and drink out of the lake. That's rad. They'll also drink your piss. Did you know that? <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah, that's <laughs> totally true. Uh, I had a friend back in, I lived in Seattle for a long time, and uh, I had a friend back there that was a big hiker. She was saying that uh, I think it was literally on Mount Rainier. Once you get above, probably above like the tree line or whatever, uh, they, they just know that there's electrolytes and piss and they just need fucking salt. And so if you're like stopped on a trail taking a fee, they'll follow you and then they'll just come up and fucking lap your piss off. They're freaks, man. They'll lick it right <laughs> off a rock. You don't even have to pay them nothing. <laughs> Next time I see one, I'll just piss in my own mouth and be like, hey, this, <laughs> hey, this, this ain't hey. free, buddy. <laughs> you you want to buy the cow? You want to get the milk? You got to buy the cow over here. <laughs> Absolutely. Dude, on that note, I got to be somewhere in like 45 minutes. I don't think we're going to go out on anything better than this drink. No, I, I, I don't think I was. I was just looking at the thing going, oh, we just hit over an hour. The perfect time to wrap it up. Dude, thank you so much for joining the show this Fuck week. Yeah, man. It was good to see you. I miss seeing you around town. Fuck yeah, dude. You got to come out and visit, man. Like, uh, Yeah, I'll, it, I'll wind up there. Also, I'm for sure going to be out sometime this fall for a UCLA game. But also, I'm going to be out for, I think, a screening thing for a... I'm, I'm in the American Gladiators ESPN 30 for 30. What the fuck? Yeah. Dude, my, long story, my buddy directed it, and he knows I'm a big fan okay. of it. So I just got to be... Amazing. In, you know, in every documentary, especially 30 for 30s, there's some random shithead. You're like, why the fuck is this guy in it? I'm <laughs> that guy. I'm that guy in this one. And so, That's fucking amazing. He got Peter Bogdanovich to be in it, too. So now, technically... <laughs> Technically, I think I'm in the Sopranos universe. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you're the extended universe. I'm absolutely. in the Sopranos extended adjacent universe, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Fuck yeah. No, nah, yeah, dude. It's like I'm going to come out for that. But uh, no, nah, dude. Um, uh, what was I say? Everybody check out Real Life. Anything you want to plug, dude? Nah, man. <laughs> well, check out the episode. Yeah. I was just on a Real Life Sci-Fi with Willie Away. That was fun. And follow us on social uh, at Luxops Pod, Twitter and Instagram. Um, yeah, thank you everybody for joining the sh- for checking this episode out, and uh, you guys all stay real and stay DGen healthy. I don't know that doesn't make any sense. Be <laughs> be fucking DGens, you know. Fucking push it to. The- I'm gonna come up with a fucking tagline one of these days. Yeah, all right, everybody. Absolutely. Bye bye. <laughs>